What's up, everybody? My name is Kid Icarus, and this is my podcast. My guest today is an OG in the LA hip-hop community. He's been doing this for eight years. He has 13 albums out. You can check out most of his recent stuff over on Spotify. Please welcome Mike Niff. Kablam! So we're um, we're now recording. Oh, nice. All right, yeah. So I went to that hardcore show last night. I saw this band called Cake Eater. It's a yeah. friend's band. Um, okay. And <laughs> I haven't been to those types of shows since I've been um, over 21. So I'm okay. not sure what the rules are at bars. No one was moshing. I assume there's a unspoken rule that you don't mosh at bars because people are holding drinks and you don't uh, want to spill people's drinks and right, stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, fun fun stuff. Uh, so, Mike Neff. Yes, sir. How you doing today? I'm blessed, brother. What? What God is good? What has been <laughs> your uh, main goal these past couple weeks? What have you been working on? Okay. Oh well, glad. Okay, so what I've been working on? I just dropped my newest album, my thirteenth album. Oh, man, yeah, thirteen. Yeah, bro. I've been I've been doing discography. This. All right, yeah, no, that's what I take pride in. Um, yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm old school. I look at, I like the like two short E40. Mm-hmm. These guys had like 10, 11 albums when I was a kid. Looking yeah. up to them, and I'm like, I want to do that one day, you know. Okay. So I've been pushing the album, promoting it. Uh, we just made a music video recently. So is that um, that's not on top, is it? Uh, no, no, no. On okay. top, uh, that's on top. No, that's the third album. Okay. But the funny thing is, is it's, well, it's probably like four or five. That's like five or six years old, that okay. album. Yeah, that, that's the one you have? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, yeah. I have so many since then. I, okay. When you said the name, I almost forgot. I was like, on top. Oh, yeah. When, <laughs> when did you start making music? Um, okay, well, there's there's the pre-career. Mm-hmm. And then there's that. There was the actual where I call it where I really started recording music. Yeah. So I'll go. I mean, I started writing rhymes at 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. and did a lot of house parties when I was like 18, 19. Just just freestyling. You know what I mean? Freestyling at parties. And yeah. I didn't start taking it really seriously until I was 31. Okay. So and I'm 39 now. So. About I got up eight nice, years ago. Eight years ago, yeah, where I started doing shows, making mm-hmm. albums. What what prompted the switch to like I'm taking this seriously now Glad and started to? Well, okay, um, just the fact that I I always wanted to do this, but I never pursued it, and I was afraid to pursue it when I was mm-hmm. younger. Like in my twenties, I just wasn't. I didn't have to say it. I didn't have the balls to do it. Okay. <laughs> I was scared. Yeah, and then at 31, I got to a point where I started writing these rhymes for other people, like dedication verses for mm-hmm. my closest friends, and then I decided to get in the studio and record them. And my buddy's like, "Hey, man, like, do you want to make some real music? Do you want to make songs?" Like, and then I kind of he's like, "Do you want to take this serious, or are we just playing around here? Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing?" That's the way I always look at it. And I was like, all right, well, I decided I'm, it's, I better do it now. 31, I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, you only have so long in this life to do yeah. something, you know. So it was a matter of just realizing you got to seize the day. Yeah, the, yeah it was like, are you either going to do this now or it's never going to happen. And you're always going to regret not, not pursuing it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm so glad I did it. It was the best decision I ever made. 
be honest. So you used to you used to freestyle at house parties yeah. for a long time, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Is, is that um, <laughs> is that your idea of like what good shows were? That was that your experience, like going to house parties and rapping, or did you um, go to like local hip hop shows? At you know what? No, I, I didn't. All I knew, like I was still young i was we were getting loaded as we call it mm-hmm. hey hey I'm, I'm a I'm sober member of alcoholics anonymous oh, right on now I yeah that. so yeah when i was young we were just smoking weed and drinking and mm-hmm. we would go to these parties you know how it i don't know if, if you had that where, where you're from but this the kickbacks and the parties mm-hmm. everybody be drinking and smoking but that was my time to shine i knew every yeah. party we'd go to We'd start flowing, you know, get a little circle going, a little cipher, mm-hmm. and that would be my time where, you know, I'd get the attention, I'd have some girls watching me, and just, you yeah. know, it just felt good, like, mm-hmm. you know, get the respect. Yeah, I, I get that. I've been to a few parties where um, that is the idea, the the backyard um, guitar crew, you know. Okay. Oh, someone, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. One person playing guitar yeah. and um, people freestyling. Over oh, really? There. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same thing. Same. Same principle. Yeah. Sometimes we would have a beat. Sometimes we wouldn't have a beat. It mm-hmm. didn't matter, you know, because that's the best thing about. I think that's one of the best things about rap is you could do it anywhere, anytime, yeah. with anybody. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. You don't need anything you don't need you anything just, just gotta be there you just gotta try you just you gotta know? have a voice yeah you know if, you, if you're a mute then you can't but other than that <laughs> yeah that's that's one of the one of the great things about hip-hop compared to other music is that there's no barrier to entry you don't have to right. be able to afford anything to rap um, right. I mean to start recording you gotta start getting some money together to get your beats and get your studio time but to actually get good at the craft you just have to do it it's just a matter of doing it yeah it's just a matter of taking action Mm -hmm. which is not not the case with tons of other types of music where you have to um it's getting a little hot there yeah yeah yeah. no i get it making sure it's still going yep burn out the laptop yeah uh, so many so many other genres of music you have to you gotta get a guitar you gotta get an amp you gotta get uh friends together that, you know yeah, like, like a band right yeah yeah and then they gotta be good or? that's right you all have to be good you all have to line up and have this sure. time and schedule to be able to rehearse things together yeah. but hip-hop you can just just do it yeah and that's it's, all it's, it takes it, it can be an individual sport mm-hmm. and that's why i like it because you know, I've always, I tease, I always say this to people. I'm like, yeah, I'll never be in a band, like a hip-hop group. Yeah. Because it's too much, like, having parents. Mm-hmm. They're always going to have somebody flake. You know, it's just always yeah. going to be issues. Because I always, my favorite group when I was growing up was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. And they always had, you know, they always, if one guy wasn't in jail, the other guy's, you know, is an alcoholic, or one guy doesn't show up to a show, and it's just, they have, you know, it just never seems to work. And the more people you have, the harder it is. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. You know. Um, and also, like, musicians particularly are flaky people. Like, yes, it, it's, well, that's... it's, I mean, art, artists, I think, in general, even if it's visual art, or, like, you make movies or whatever like it tends to be artistic people tend to be flakier um i i think it i think it helps us like connect to our emotions better so that we can express it okay. um 
but I think in general, uh, artistic people tend to be, you know, flakier. That is, yeah, I'd say that's definitely a stereotype in, in, in music and yeah. art, if you want to say that, yeah. So, I, and, I, and I try not to do that. Yeah. And I actually, for one, like, I had a show really far, and I had, and I normally never bail on a show, but mm-hmm. I had to take some time for myself, so I've, and apologies to, uh, to Shady and COE Entertainment for, for not being able to make that show, if they won't hear this, but I'm, yeah. I'm verbally apologizing it's, for fun. It's all good. Because I take pride in showing up, like, and I wanted to thank you for driving out here. Yeah. It means a lot, bro. I, I, where did you come from again? Uh, Bellflower. Okay, how how was the drive? How far was it? Um, it's not bad. It's oh, was it too bad? like forty minutes. Okay, um, no man, that means the world it, to yeah, me. Yeah, it gets that that trip. I've taken that trip before, and okay. sometimes it's like an hour and a half. But right. Today is well, not luckily bad. today's Memorial Day. It yeah, seems like the traffic that, is a that spot right where like the five and the one and one intersect. That yes. that's normally the worst. You spot know, in I think LA. it's the same spot where. Me and Academic, shout out to Academic A. He's my closest friend, freestyle battle rapper. Um, but he's my close, and I joke with him every time we go your way. There's that one spot on the freeway that just is always traffic. Yeah. And some days you catch a break, but most days you're gonna sit in it for a little while. Yeah, I actually brought um, a CD for Academic at that, at that show. Um, he, he was like, you got a CD? I'll take a CD. And I went and checked my car. Oh, you did? He left. So I brought a CD this oh, time. To oh, you did? You oh, so thank you. Oh, man. I'm glad you did. Yeah, he, he he's, a, he's a collector, an avid CD yeah. collector. Yeah, he just he loves listening to people. Yeah, right on. I, I, I like about him. Um, I like physical CDs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just love the... Because I don't get CDs anymore um, right. for like I musicians I listen to. Does. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> um, Spotify exists and you mm-hmm. can just get it all free on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But um, it's such a. Or YouTube. It feels like leveling up in Zelda or something when you get a CD. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like you get the that. little music playing and you're like, See? yeah, I got it. No, there is still something about about physically holding something. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I still. The reason why I have the CDs, bro, is because when I started, the CDs were still in. Yeah. So the first, fuck, I'd say the, at the sixth album was my last CD press. Mm -hmm. Now, from seventh, from seventh album to 13th, no more physical. But I have so many CDs in my apartment, bro. Mm -hmm. I gotta sell them. I gotta get, (laughs) get rid of them, but... I gotta get them into people's hands, and I gotta. I, I have a lot to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. I think I probably still have two thousand CDs. Bro. Yeah, I've got. Yeah. Um, I've got a box of my old band's oh CDs, and it's like four hundred. We really? got it. We printed like five hundred, and okay. we probably got rid of a hundred. Not didn't make any money, but we yeah. handed them out mostly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I've got a box of like four hundred left That's because funny. we haven't yeah. done anything for years. Um, and yeah, it's it's cool to have them, especially because like, for years I'll be able to be like, hey, you want one? Here, take it. No, no, this, no, yeah, it's just the old band. Um, yeah, that you'll used always to be in. Oh, for for four hundred, believe it, believe it or not, it takes a while to get off four or five hundred CDs. Yeah, yeah, that's no doubt. Yeah, like I, yeah. Uh, 
what what kind of what kind of merch do you do on this topic of having physical stuff? I like weird merch. Okay. I I've seen some bands that do like uh, the skate deck, and I think that's really? dope. Yeah. What's that? Uh, like a skateboard with their their album art on Are it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. As shit. Like um, a like a big skateboard. Like a yeah full size skateboard oh, that you okay. can put the trucks on and stuff. Wow. And ride them. Um, okay. Yeah, I have my I have a skateboard from the band Such Gold, um, but there's also a local band called One Choice that used to do that okay. um, and I like those or like uh, I don't know weird weird merch you got any weird merch or is it um, just the t-shirts no well yeah I have some, I mean I won't say weird I'll just mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I have like right now I have coffee mugs okay okay yeah <laughs> I got makeup bags we call first they were makeup bags but then I started like if I see a, a guy that I was selling I'd say weed bags I was I was thinking that when right. you said it. Or I don't care. I'm, I tell, I'm like people put your put your coke in it. Put mm-hmm. your fucking. You can hide your drugs your in crack there. pipe in. I don't give a fuck what you put in there. Yeah. It's just it's a bag and it holds shit mm-hmm. and it's see through. Girls like it because they say they can find their which makeup they want to pick. Yeah. Because it's see through. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, we got makeup bags, CDs, coffee mugs. I have these cool little microphones. They're badass. Did you get to see the mic or no? Um, I, I'll show you. I feel quick. like I may have seen it. But you might have. I, I wanted to show you. So we have these toy microphones that my buddy told me about. Mm-hmm. I, I know the people listening can't see them, but I'm going to show Bud, Bud real quick. So they're like, they're little microphones. Okay. Oh, yeah, and I have stickers, of course. Stickers are popular. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just the, the skull with the headphones. People gig out on geek out on that yeah those shit. little microphones they're just little metal dude they're mics, no they're plastic. they're plastic yeah and people always are like do they work and i'm like no they're just toys just, like if you want one you can have you can yeah, buy one but if you don't then that's you pretty cool i'd put it on yeah. my dashboard yeah that's there, what looking it's the, cool it is anybody i've no that's like the hottest selling thing i have right now are the yeah. microphones and they I, I get them from china i think they come from china it takes like Month to get them in. Right on. That's, you know, that's you know good stuff from China. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The good qualities. From uh, China. Yeah, I have yet to see. I don't know why I don't see enough, but like polo shirts like that, I would buy oh. some polo merch. No shit, people. really. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm always. I always like. I like collared shirts. I wear collared shirts a yeah. lot. Um, okay. And I like music merch so i'm always like who who has the color you know shirts? what that's the thing to do yeah um, i mean see i always people always give me ideas and I, that's probably i'm probably not gonna do that yeah because it's too then you're talking embroidery yeah right and the price goes up and the demand isn't there yeah just because like because you like it doesn't mean yeah, no most people probably not nobody's probably ever not asked me thing. for that except for you yeah what they ask me for is those uh with the hoodies Oh yeah, well, yeah, I don't know what those are called, like the, sweatshirt or yeah, the hoodie sweatshirt. Yeah, the hoodie sweat, and I'm like, eh. yeah, um, I I, I feel like I see people wanting that a lot. That's that's got to be uh, expensive for. See, like, that's what I'm saying. It's see, it's California too, so yeah. Who's gonna wear? I rarely yeah. ever wear a jacket or or a. I mean, I wear them at night, but like mm-hmm. I don't really wear sweaters or hoodies, so yeah. it's like. It's shirts are fine. It's, yep. You know, if I lived if if we were in Massachusetts or some cold state, yeah, then, then I would some I would do jackets, it. Yeah, some jackets. I mean, I, I make a jacket for myself, or I have a hoodie with my name on it. Yeah, and then people be like, oh, I want a hoodie. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I've got um, a varsity <laughs> jacket that I made based on one of my songs. Oh, um, you did? 
Yeah, uh, but just the one because like yeah, there ain't the demand there. Yeah, See, that, well, yeah, yeah, exactly, and you know it's. Everybody's and then it, see this is what'll happen when it comes to merch. People mm-hmm. say, "Oh yeah, you make me one of those and I'll buy." Then you make it and they don't even buy it. Yeah, right. So it's like, why are you wasting my time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know after so many years of doing it, you just know what you make that sells and mm-hmm. you kind of stick with it. Yeah, the benefit of shirts too is that like you're not competing as much with other artists with shirts because you can. You somebody can fill their dresser with like ten shirts. Okay. But with like a hoodie, you only need uh, like one or two. See, oh, that's a good point. Because oh like, yeah, how many hoodies are you gonna buy? Yeah. But uh, everybody needs a fresh new shirt. Yeah. You can get you know a ten I mean? pack of shirts. Bro, I got so many shirts in my apartment, bro. I yeah. can't, I need to throw some of them or give them the goodwill because mm-hmm. I have too many. You know, because after a while, once you wash it twice, you're yep. like, I ain't wearing that shit. Yeah, I got I got a lot that <laughs> fold out in a weird way around my belly. Okay. Like, they, they, they've been stretched out from when I used to have a bigger belly. Oh, okay. Um, and so now when I wear them, they're just bulged out on the okay. side here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, are they really? Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I got you. So, so I, I've been listening to that album, the you On have. Top album. Okay, good. Um, it's a very traditional west coast sound okay. so i'm assuming that's where your influences lie yeah like, like a um like a the death row style west coast <laughs> hip-hop oh my god i love hearing this i love to hear other people's opinions yeah. or what they get from my music you know what you 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 hit it dead on on the head on yeah. that yeah not i don't know like yeah death row was i was all about snoop dre mm-hmm. But yeah, you you nailed it. West Coast for I'll, sure. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love the East Coast too. Yeah, I love East Coast hip hop, but my main influence is definitely West Coast. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Is definitely a West Coast sound on okay. that album. Um, I I'll tell you what. I the Snoop the, the Doggy Style Snoop Dogg album. Man, I think holds up extremely well. Um, even compared to other artists of that time, but I think even compared to how much it's not talked about, like people know Gin and Juice, but I don't hear it brought up as much as like All Eyes on Me by Tupac okay. um, or The Chronic by Dre, right. which are both great albums in yes. themselves, but Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg Bro. is so good. It's so good. Um, Can I tell you a quick funny story about yes, Doggy sir. Style? Go for it. I love that album so much. I've literally bought that album mm-hmm. because of losing it or what. It, I bought the album four or five times. Oh yeah, no shit. Yeah, I had to buy it as a CD if I lost. I had to have it, mm-hmm. and I don't even own it right now because I think I gave my CD collection. But I literally bought the tape two or three times, and then I bought the CD twice. Yeah, you. I had to own it. It was. It was. I played it so. I know every word of every song. Yeah, Snoop Doggy Style was like my favorite album. I'll never forget. It was the first tape I ever bought, and I went to the to the tape store. It used to be called the Warehouse, mm-hmm. and when they had you know music stores. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and I was going to buy it. I was like twelve years old, and the guy's like, he's like, man, sorry, bro, can't, can't buy. Yeah, it. you can't buy this tape. It's parental advisory. And then luckily the guy next to him's like, he's like, hey man, just just let the fuck. Let's let the kid buy this tape. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna hear it anyways. Mm-hmm. And thank God he, he sold me the tape and 
the rest is history. That's you know cool. I mean? That's cool, yeah. dude. Why don't you say his name so that he can? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> he can get, his name. He can get bro. his fines. I don't, yeah, I know. Um, I, I don't know. I have no idea who he was. I yeah. was a kid, but I, God uh, bless that dude. Yeah, that, that's dope. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, that album I think was like the soundtrack to my brother's like 13th birthday party. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh shit. Um, yeah, he we used to listen to that. We shared a room when okay. I was a kid. Yeah, that's um, yeah, I did and too. And I was like, my what, younger brother, eight years old at the time, and okay. he was like 12, 13. Yeah. And we would listen to Dr. Dre's 2001 like every night okay. when we went to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but oh my yeah, god, that got mad. Doggy play. Style was one of the albums that was constantly in our like five disc CD oh yeah 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 okay I remember um, that. yeah I had and one then, of those like, <laughs> mine was the, a three the Bone Thugs <laughs> album with uh, Ecstasy on it oh I'm I love that sure album which album it is I know but, I can't remember the name um, of that and album and I think Ghetto Cowboy Ghetto was Cowboy was fire my yeah. buddy showed me Ghetto Cowboy he loved the the well, it was the it was the spinoff from Bone Thugs. I forgot their crew. Do you yeah. remember their name? Um, I don't no. remember. But but yeah, I remember Ghetto Cowboy. We loved that song. He mm-hmm. showed it to me, and we were like, "See, Crazy Bone is one of my favorite artists." Yeah, Crazy Bone is so talented. The way he sings, he can rap. Mm-hmm. He raps fast. He raps slow. Having that versatility—that's what I I take pride in. That yeah. being able to make songs like different type of songs, songs for the ladies, rapping fast, rapping slow, West Coast. Uh, whatever you want to, I, I believe I can do anything if I wanted to. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Right now, do you have on top? Do you have the CD case with you? I, or? I do. Yeah. Let me see it because I. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I love this album. My my ex fiance named the album. Oh, really? Yeah, she said because at this point she's like, well, you did that, and now you're on top of the game. So mm-hmm. why don't you call it on top? And I was like, yeah, why not? I like letting people. I like letting other people name my albums. Okay, yeah. I got tired. My uh, EP, uh, when I was writing it, the working title was something like, um, I don't do drugs, I don't drink, I'm straight edge, I just make out a lot. Um, that was the working title for it because uh, I like all of that. I yes, I oh, like ridiculously long, long titles. Yeah, that's um, funny. I know. I was talking to my mom about that recently. Like, how long is too long of a song name? You yeah. know, you always, you know, we always try to abbreviate it, make it smaller. Mm-hmm. But I like how you went out and did that because that, you're like, fuck it, well, I'm not going to play by the rules. Yeah, I that was the working <laughs> title. And okay. at some point, I was hanging out with a friend and I called myself a scuzzy bum. And he was like, that should be the name of the album. Okay. And so that became the, was that name, the name Scuzzy Bum EP. Scuzzy. Oh, I like that. Under. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Friends will always give you like, they'll just say something and you'll be like, you'll like it more than anything you came up with. Yeah. Like, okay, so on top is the third out. The fourth album... I did a song with Nocturnal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of Nocturnal. Oh yeah, he's um, yeah. What? Shake your ass. Yeah, not that one. No, that's Mystical. Oh, Mystical. But he did that okay. song with Dre. Uh, drinking, smoking, straight West Coast, and okay, all yeah. I really want is your bitch wants to be is he with still, me. Does he spell it with a K though? He does spell okay. it with a K. <laughs> that's funny. You do that. Okay. That, I, I think that's how I got them confused oh okay okay yeah. i got you I got, mystical spells his i don't know mystical spelled with a c but his is with a k yeah, yeah okay yeah nocturnal but so he's on the fourth album here's the the point i'm trying to make is so we were doing a track and he's like because i they call i'm mike niff mm-hmm. but some people call me nifty i have a bunch of nicknames and yeah. he's like why don't you make the why don't you call the album nifty and i was like yeah i like that and that's how the album was you know nocturnal who better than knock 
to name my album, have yeah. the, have the celebrity old school OG rapper from the West Coast name my album. It's yeah, a better that's, story. That's a pretty that's a pretty cool um, feature to get. It was on a there. great feature. Yeah, how'd you get in touch with him? Okay, so I used to do shows with a promoter named BP Boss Player. Shout out okay. to Boss Player. We don't do shows anymore, but he he helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knows Nocturnal. He used to just promote for him when he was big. You know, when he was younger. Mm-hmm. So he just was friends with him. So every time he would do shows, he would have Nocturnal be the headliner. So I was able to meet Nocturnal, and he's just, you know, they have some of them artists are just, their heads in the sky, they're, they're fucking arrogant as yeah. fuck. Uh, Nocturnal is one of, he's just another one of the homies. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you meet him, he's just going to talk to you like, you just, like, you're his best friend, and he's just a cool ass motherfucker. And I was like, one day I was like, man, why not? I told the academic, I'm like, maybe I should just get Nocturnal on the album. Yeah. And he did it for a cool little feature fee. And we he actually came to the studio. You'll like that song. I'm going to send that song to you. Yeah. It's called, uh, it don't stop or something. I, I'm mm-hmm. running, I'm, I have so many songs where I can't even remember half the shit. Oh, I remember them, but I have to think about it. I know we're, we're recording, so I don't want to spend the whole time trying to yeah, remember the song. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I think it's called uh, We Don't Stop or It Don't Stop. The one that features Nocturnal. The one that Mike Niff featured Nocturnal, yeah. yeah. But So, yeah, he named that out, and then my buddy Urge 7 named my fifth album. He's like, man, you, we were having this long conversation. Anybody out there that's listening, check out Urge 7, U-R-G-7. He's a dope-ass motherfucking underground hip-hop MC, probably one of the dopest underground artists in the mm-hmm. game. And that motherfucker spits bars. He's featured on every one of my albums. But on the fifth album, we were just having a conversation on the phone one time. He's like, Mike Niff, he's like, you always out there selling your merch. You're doing shows. He's like, you a man of the people. And so I named the fifth album Man, man of the People. people. Yeah, right so on. he named that album. And the stories just go on and on with the album titles. Yeah, a couple of them cool. I named. Yeah, a couple of them I named. But yeah, what's, um, what's the... What are the top... <laughs> venues that you've performed that they do your favorite not like the biggest or nothing but what are your favorite okay to, to perform at fuck i like okay good question bro because i'll i make jokes i'm hard i'm kind of hardcore mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna be transparent and yeah. i know you're, you're starting your podcast i don't know if you have thousands of listeners or 20 but it don't matter no. i don't know who's fucking listening to us but i'll say this bro most of our shows are at fucking dive bar shitholes yeah and so having a favorite, <laughs> it's like picking your favorite outhouse. This question. Okay. I'm making a joke. I'm totally being a dick. Um, honestly, I don't really, I don't have any favorite. No? No. They're all the same to me. It's okay. all, I just go to do my thing. Universal Bar and Grill I, is coming pop into my head okay. because it's one of the places I started at. Yeah. Have you ever been there? I have not been there. Okay, it's in North Hollywood. It's cool. I just yeah, that question. Like by Universal Studios kind of area. A little bit, yeah. It's in. I would yeah, that's where they came from. Okay, right. Yeah, it actually is pretty close to Universal Studios. Yeah, it's on Lancashire. Okay. It's on the off skirts of Universal Studios. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where they came up with the name. But yeah, that's the only. Most of them are just dive bars, bro. I never. I I, I've been. You know what I haven't done? To be honest with you, Hmm. I've never. I my my final like bucket list, other than maybe really making it becoming like some mainstream rat rich artist mm-hmm. famous all that shit is, is to perform in front of a huge crowd with thousands of people in the audience yeah i haven't had that opportunity yet and that's something i would love to do that's, right that's my bucket list for, for right now yeah i um i'll tell you what i like the dive bar shows um 
way more than the thousand people. Um, like as a fan, like as somebody who part oh, yeah. goes to stuff. Yeah. Um, like my, I could see that. My favorite venue to go to Tell me. Um, is Chain Reaction in Anaheim. Oh, um, okay. And it's it's a small place. Yeah. But. Um, there's no separation between the crowd and the stage, so there's okay. stage diving, which oh. places like the Glass House in Pomona, there's like a separation, like a gate that blocks they know off, what they're and doing. there's yeah. other okay, other yeah. venues that are like that. Yeah, they had but, one like that. Yeah, uh, House of Blues is like that, but Chain Reaction, you get to get up on stage and jump off, and oh, it's really? small, but like, yeah. Oh, um, okay. So it, I I love smaller places like that even okay. like the I think the whiskey is the same way like okay. where it's small enough that they don't need the separation of the stage and stuff and that's, yeah. those are my favorite types of shows that are small enough that there's no separation no I, I saw I remember a, a Cypress Hill show that I went to when I was younger that mm-hmm. I'd never seen a separation before and when I saw it I, I didn't understand it I was yeah. like why are they separate it took me to get older to realize that people are crazy, crazy. and they'll fucking get up and yeah. like stab be real or some shit. Because mm-hmm. uh, at a Cypress Hill show, it's there, there's it's the the crowd is a lot of his like I don't want to sound like it, but it's like there's a lot of gangsters. There's yeah. a lot of fucking dudes that look like they that might, might, have might that might stab you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I understood it when I went. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like, certain places don't have that divider. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to be able to... Because I'm an artist that's... I'm so used to being right in front of my fans. Yeah. I don't want to be on a stage. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be above the audience. Mm-hmm. I, I've never felt like I'm... That's what I think people like about me. Yeah. Even if there is... A, most stages we do is there's like a foot. Yeah. It's like one foot, you step up, and that's the stage. Some mm-hmm. of them have a little stage. I always come off that thing. Yeah, I want to slap hands with the people. I want to be right in your, not in your grill, but like right in, I'm like fought a foot or two from your face, spitting the verses so you can see my eyes. Like, yeah. I take pride in that shit. I know how to connect with the audience, yeah. and that's one of the I, things. It, it also, like, it helps make the room feel fuller when you do that, when okay. you get up. Okay, okay. In, off the stage and into the crowd with yeah. them. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, yeah, as an audience member, <laughs> it makes it feel like more being a part of something instead being of a that part of separation. What you just said. Yeah, because I don't know. I've just, I've been performing so long. Mm-hmm. I, I know how to engage. Yeah. It's one of my strengths, I'd say, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I like I Even if it wasn't something that made me a better, I would probably do it anyways. Yeah. Just because that's the whole point of performing is to give the people a show. Yeah. To be an entertainer. To, to give them an experience. And to make them feel like they're a part of. Like mm-hmm. when you, if I if too short because I love too short. Mm-hmm. I always use too short just because he's my go-to. If too short comes up to me and gives me a pound or a high five while he's rapping one of his dopest songs, I'm fucking I'm I'm out of my head happy. I'm yeah. fucking loving it. So I feel like if I do that with the, with with the, my fans, they're gonna like that shit too. Like, man, I like that dude, Mike Niff. He came up and gave me high five while he was performing Cali or whatever song I'm performing. I like that yeah. dude. You That's know what I mean? That's definitely how it is. <clears throat> right, it is. It's the bottom line. Like we 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 do put like academic is crazy because he always puts artists. Ice T is his like the god to him or rock him. Mm-hmm. And if they did that for him or even gave them gave him five minutes, he's a fan for life. Yeah. Because they, 
they're human too. We're human beings. We're all on the same playing field. Like people put this, uh, they put people on this pedestal that mm-hmm. it's not reality. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's bullshit, bro. Just like look at us. You said Nif, I want to do the podcast. I'm like, let's do it, bro. We're mm-hmm. sitting in the ride, bro. Like, how more intimate does it get yeah, than right? this, bro? Intimate God way. bless you, bro. Like, yeah, I got mad you, love man. for you, brother. Thank you. For I coming appreciate on. you, man. Um, Asking me to do this is an honor, you know. Yeah, I, I'm honored that you're honored. I, hey, uh, <laughs> I'm honored that you're honored that I'm honored. <laughs> Man, I I thought there about the. Go ahead. What's up? I don't know what it is, man. I I lost lost it. it. It's okay. It'll Um, come back. It'll come back. Yeah, talking about (laughs) you know giving people those moments. Oh yeah. Yeah, So when you're when you're in the crowd and you're interacting with people, I think it helps to get rid of that uh, self consciousness that people have, especially. I think it's especially there in hip hop shows because everyone wants oh to kind of be oh. tough, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, and I think yeah. once I you that. start engaging with them, see, they're taken you're out of that like inner shell. Now, were you talking in. about the? Were you were talking about the audience right there, right? Yeah. Not the performer. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. No, there's this awkwardness that a lot of hip hop, and you you nailed it on the head. That tough, fake persona mm-hmm. bullshit that I can't stand. Yeah, and that's I maybe part of the reason why I do it, like. We're not having barriers. Leave your fucking your gang flag at the door. Leave that bullshit beef or whatever. A lot of it is see that's why I like the underground. It's there a little bit in the underground. It's more there in the mainstream. But yeah. in the underground it's more love. Mm-hmm. I always feel love at shows. There's occasional shows that are awkward where you're like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I don't like doing those shows. <clears throat> you're right. Some of the best shows I've ever had are, are like at those real underground where people just want to hear bars. They want to hear real hip hop. Mm-hmm. Those are where I get the best reactions. Yeah. Uh, you know? I had a friend who, uh, I think at the be- end of last year, there were yeah. a couple big hip hop shows in Vegas okay. um, with artists that I love. Okay. Like, um, Kendrick and J. Cole and Vince Staples and these artists that are my favorite artists to listen to. And a buddy of mine was like, let's go. It's not not that much. We'll go out there for a couple days, watch this. And the whole time I'm thinking like, well, we're, I'm not going to make it to the front of the stage. There's no way I'm going to be able to push my way up to actually see the artist performing. Right. And so what my experience will be is hanging out with a bunch of these guys that are trying to be tough okay and i was like that's that's just not an experience i want to be you want. Part of. i like, like that yeah because uh, yeah the problem with big shows you don't see the performer and Fuck. so the experience is with the other fans it really is um, like at a baseball game yeah you're gonna get to know people you're sitting around have mm-hmm. fun with them yeah you ain't gonna go meet the players yeah and it's the same thing with a big show. I like and okay, so I if, okay, I'm feeling if it. it's the wrong crowd, then like it's gonna be a bad experience. No matter how good the artist right, is, yeah. I'm like, I don't wanna I don't wanna put up that front. That's gonna take way too much energy. Too much for energy, me bro. To God deal damn. with. And it's not <laughs> Yeah. So what did did you end up going to that one? No, I didn't. Oh you didn't see? Yeah, I like okay, I, so I told you told my buddy, I was like, I'm not You made a choice based on what you knew and that's okay. You did what I always, I'm a spiritual person. You did what God, God said, Bud, this ain't one, this one ain't for you. Yeah. Don't go. And you didn't go. And you mm-hmm. probably made the right choice. Yeah. So I respect that, bro. Um, I'll tell you what, w- one of the things I love about those hardcore shows yeah. um, is, so we were, we were talking last night the about the difference between um, like the old school push mosh pits oh, and okay. the, the type of mosh pits I grew up in, which was 
hardcore dancing. Okay. Um, and so what what I love about that is that there are these rules for the different types of um, music that's playing and how you're supposed to dance at different okay. parts of the song. Sure. Um, based on like the speed of the snare drum. I like so it's this. like pa ka pa pa ka pa. Then you do the two step, which is a it's a super specific. You'll see everyone, rows of people doing these two really? steps down the mosh pit. I like um, that. Okay. And then when it switches to the breakdown, the da 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 da, ka da 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 da, then people just start swinging. Oh, they do. And okay. so like okay. the the fact that there's these like set rules for what to do at what time causes everybody to engage in a way that you don't see at any other type of show that I've been to. Hey, um, because I, like, people, I gotta say that's cool. Yeah, it's it's like you know such the rules. Great that's awesome. It's like I've done the I've gone to these meeting these uh, AA or NA place. They have this one mm-hmm. dance. I don't know how to do it, but I watch. They know how to do it, and when they're doing it, yeah, it's like an old school type of music, like type of dance, and they all know it. So when you're telling me this story, I like that. Like how yeah. they, you guys know what to do already by what you hear. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking cool. That's impressive. And it's, <laughs> it's an immediate thing where like you hear this certain, there's a certain type of rhythm that is the like build up before a breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be heavy on the tongue. Okay. And as soon as that comes in. If you know another, if you see another person who knows the music, you'll make eye contact okay. and immediately know to start pushing everyone. Are you serious? To open the pit. Oh, I get and it. Okay, okay, running okay. back and forth and jumping into the crowd yeah, backwards yeah. Uh, to open it up. Um, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the 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 fellowship, the brotherhood you the get brotherhood. by yeah. knowing like yeah. we're in this together right now. We're about to do this. Okay, okay. Um, is is the greatest thing, and I see, wish right. we had something like that in hip-hop to get um, people to participate with their bodies more fully. I would, you know? I like, that's, see, ah, fuck. You're hitting on some shit that I, I really like. Because uh, I hate when I'm rapping for an audience mm-hmm. and they, they just stand there. Yeah. They don't, they're not applauding, they're not dancing at all, they're not jumping up. And, like, mm-hmm. that's why I'll start jumping up and, and yeah. start doing something. Like, I'll grab somebody's hand and we'll be going like this and jumping up together. And I'm like, see, this motherfucker knows yeah. what's up. He's he's having fun. Yeah. And then you wish that the audience, you're right, hip hop needs to come more with, you know, I don't know if it needs to be a universal thing. And maybe it's already there, we just don't know about it. Yeah. But they need to bring it to Cali. Yeah, there, I, I can see. What you, I see your there's point. There's some things like there is like the hip hop two step that people do sometimes, and yeah. there's always like the hands sure. raising. Okay. The hands get a little repetitive. Yeah, though, that like, gets boring. That's why I never do that anymore. Yeah. I don't do the when I say hip, you say hop. Like that's, it's too lame to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. There, there's gotta I mean? be there's gotta be something <laughs> we can do that is to like Fuck. cause like a big fun like ah this is what we do when we hear this hey going. I'll tell you this one though mm-hmm. my boy Hazard has a song called Start a Riot okay. and the only time we ever moshed if you want to call it moshing cause yeah. this one dude named Tank he was a white guy you could tell he been, he been to mosh pits that mm-hmm. was his and we were kind of jumping around pushing each other and, and his song is real like Start a Riot it's about starting a riot, yeah. like inciting a riot, and that's the only time I ever got into that like mosh type center mm-hmm. thing. Is that because which that mosh thing is not for me? Yeah. But I, when you're telling me about it, I have a new appreciation for it today, and I'm glad that you told you get you gave me a little more of the breakdown. Yeah. 
but like we did it one time and it was cool like you know just having some fun pushing around like mm-hmm. let's just you know get out of your normal like you said tough guy stance just sitting there yeah with your arms crossed and shit just like loosen up a little bit like, yeah have I, some fun it, it helps <laughs> to have like um like a goal like a like i know what i'm supposed to do because like if you're free to do anything you know the the stage is open you can you could anyone could get up and dance in front of the stage if they wanted to sure um but like then you got to be the person who makes that decision and you no bet. one wants to no, make no i decision. agree you're right because it's like you know how like the high school dances for even yeah it, it's all empty it's mm-hmm. always takes that first kid or girl with the balls yeah. or vagina if you want to say to get out there and start the boogie mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like and i always tease people now and I've, I've started this new thing and i have to come up i don't know what we i with the white people's dances or the hispanic people for the for the for the brothers it is the sea walk and the blood walk mm-hmm. so when i do cali at the after see after my second verse i have a full verse that's empty because urge seven is on the song and that's mm-hmm. where his verse so i always tell people i'm like all right hey get, get your c walk on get your b walk on i don't know what to tell the white people or the hispanic yeah. people but i want to find out so i can be like, all right guys this is your chance get out on the stage and dance like have fun to this beat because yeah. that cali beat i have is like it's the closest beat i ever found this guy shout out to frankie valentine he really knows how to make beats that almost you would think it's a dr dre beat yeah and i got that beat for a steal and it's one of the best songs that i have and i always do it at shows and there's just a chance for people to get out there and dance so like you said i want crowd interaction i really want when people i want when people come see me perform i want them to remember mike niff like yeah i don't remember anybody from that show but that motherfucker mike niff he put on a show I used to stand on the fucking tables. I'd stand on chairs. Anything to stand out. I, I'm a little bit more humble, and I, I used to try to get the attention. Now I just try to put on a good show. But, like, I want people to remember me yeah. because that's the point of this, I think. For me, it's like I'm not just doing this for nothing. I actually have a purpose when I perform. So, I, you know, I want to be remembered. Right on. I can I can respect that. Right. That's that's just being honest. That was you know? one of the things that made me want to um, make music um, to like make a full projects yeah. instead of just releasing songs was yeah, was the that. thing that I, I was like I want to when I'm old to be like I have yes. this I Thank made you. this. Thank you. I'm so. You just spoke what I do, bro. Yeah. That's why I make albums because my <laughs> he's my best friend, bro. But when he tells me he's like Niff, you're like the he calls me the 818's master P because I'm a hustler, bro. I'm out in front of Walmarts and fucking Targets and shit selling my merchandise, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm about the money, man. I, I, I'm just a old school hustler. And when it comes to my legacy, bro, like I'm not just dropping singles and. My, we always make fun of the kids that are still it's five years you're still working on a mixtape mm-hmm. what are you doing like finish an album like it takes work to do this like yeah. putting an album together like you said you got to buy the beats you got to record the songs you got to write the songs you have to buy the artwork and it's when you were pushing up cds it was a real process mm-hmm. i'll admit now that i don't have to press up cds anymore making an album is actually a lot easier yeah you just have to do everything i just said but make 
put a collection of work together mm-hmm. and put it out. Like I get to, like you said, when I get to hopefully one day have my grandkids sitting on my fucking lap, I'll be like, hey kids, come look at this YouTube. And then you search Mike Niff's name and there's 13 fucking albums there and who knows how many more I'll make. Mm-hmm. But it's not just a bunch of random songs that I put out and I didn't take the shit serious. Yeah. I think anybody that puts out albums, and I've actually inspired other artists to make albums mm-hmm. because they see what I do and they're like, Niff, I like what you did. I'm going to make an album finally. I've been thinking about it for a long time. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Gills who performed at that show. Remember the guy with the mask? Yeah. 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 He put out Lethal Intent. It's his first album. And I was, I'm so proud of these artists looking kind of as a, they, some people call me an OG in the, in the underground game. Mm-hmm. I, that makes me feel great. Like I'm, like I'm old school. I'm like, they look up to me. And when they tell me that, I'm like, it just, I'm like the dad that's proud of their son for the accomplishment because it yeah. isn't a man. Anybody that has that, it takes something. I don't know what the yeah, word. Not definitely what, does. Yeah, I can't think of the word right now, but it takes commitment. Yes, you know what I mean. It definitely takes commitment. It takes a lot of hard work. Hard work, especially yeah. because like once you get done with like the third song, okay, you've been listening to the first song long enough to be mm-hmm. like. Oh, there, there's some issues here, okay. which allows you to go back and revise. <laughs> where, like, if you're putting out singles, that song's already out. Okay. You can't go fix it now. Okay. So when you're putting out a project, you're able to really have the best version of each song because you're not putting it out as soon as it's done. You, you, you're. You're it, holding it. You're, yeah. No, you're right. Because, like, even on the thirteenth album, mm-hmm. I kind of changed a little bit. Where I do, I do drop singles. Yeah. But then what I tell myself is, all right, on this album, I was like, am I going to make a 13th album or am I just going to make songs and put them out? But then I again committed to an album. So there were three were singles, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to do four more for an album. Yeah. So these four ain't just going to get pushed out. So I was like, let me give the best work I can on these four songs, like you said, and then we'll see what the audience likes best. It's mm-hmm. I always gauge... And it's hard to get feedback. Most people, they just listen to shit, and they never really tell you what they think or yeah. whatever. Or, but, or you just get positive. Oh, it's good. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, right. That's you super just, helpful. See, because, right, I'm, I'm the type I do want the honest criticism. Yeah. And obviously, if they really do like it, tell me what you really did like about it. Or mm-hmm. and tell me what maybe you didn't like about it. Or I like how you, because you said it sounded West Coast, the yeah. On Top album. And then I'm, I'm kind of looking back at the songs. Mm-hmm. And now I understand where you got that from. Because I think about the song with Trey D. Because Trey D's from the East Siders. That's West Coast. Mm-hmm. And we and I bought a, a West Coast. I had to buy a beat that Trey D liked. Or Trey D wasn't going to rap on the song. Yeah. Because Trey D, is, he's not just a nobody. He's he's with Snoop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we had to buy a... We had to tailor make a beat for Trey D. Okay, yeah. And then you got... I'm looking at... Look, the 818. Because yes. I'm from the 818. So I rap about all the cities of the 818. Mm-hmm. And then you got... Which is the other one? I saw. Truth About the Rap Game. That one's more just... I love that song, Truth About Number Three. Go back and listen to that, bro. Yeah. It, I tell the truth about... Because when you're in it, everybody... You have this conception or perception of what you think being a rapper is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know how you... Oh, yeah, there's going to be groupies after the show. You're going to be making all this money. You're going to be... No. It's yeah. anything that you think hip-hop's going to be, 
even shooting the music. You know, you watch a music video, you're like, man, that, man, that looks like so, so much, much fun. fun. Right, man, yeah. they got the girls popping the champagne. Man, it ain't none of that, bro. Uh, it's, it's fucking work. It's work, yeah. bro. Being a hip-hop artist is work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's t- <laughs> you know? the soul comes out of anything you're doing in the music video to make the soul that's right. Video. Right. Yeah. It's a, it looks cool, but when you were some videos are fun. I'm not gonna say yeah. none of them are fun, but they don't understand. You're you're rapping the lyrics. You're 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 doing the the motions. You're filming. It's it's not like you're just kicking back having fun. Yeah. You know? The funnest aspect is really fun on the first take. But when you get right. to like the fifth take, oh my God. then you've just done the same thing Bro, five times. Let me tell you like, this: ah, my right. first, and I didn't understand how video. When you do your first music video, you don't even know how to make a video. Yeah. And my first video was from my song "Southern Cali" off the second album. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you didn't have to rap loud. Yeah. Because nobody's recording you. Like you can just you kind of can mouth. Yeah, you can. You what can do they call that? Lip sync. You can yeah. lip sync it, basically. I'm giving everything I have on every take, bro. I'm practically screaming. And he never told me. He's like, Niff, you don't have to do that. You yeah. can just say it. Bro, I did the ta- I did the song like, man, I can't even, what, 30, 40 times? Mm-hmm. By the end of the video, bro, I was done. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. And if he would have just told me, like, bro, you don't have to scream. Like, you can just spit the lyrics, like, low key. Yeah. But I'm sure it probably made the video a little better. But then I'm like, I was like, God damn, making videos is fucking work. Like mm-hmm. I, that should change my whole aspect of what a video was. Of yeah. course, I learned it, later. It's but. always so much <laughs> too. Know? Like the idea making part of it is always so much more than you think it's going to be. Okay. Like, oh, I'm gonna show up here and I'm gonna rap, and that's a video. And then you, if you film that, then you're like, oh, this is way more boring than I thought. I need so many more takes than just me rapping. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you can just Mm -hmm. rap in front of a brick building, and that can be a video. Most people are going to be like, boring, Mm -hmm. pause, stop, next. And so you gotta gotta sit there like, okay, so what are we going to film next? Let me check you. Okay, so now what we do, because I used to work with Icon. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Icon. I always give my shout outs, but I'm working with a girl named Mari because I wanted to give somebody new a chance. I felt Icon was just, it was kind of going through the motions. So with Mari, she really puts her brain into this shit, bro. Yeah. She really wants to make the best product. So we're, 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 we're uh, booking sets. Like, you know, you could go online, video music sets. Yeah. Like if you watch, uh, what's the last one we did? The one with Freckles. Uh, I forget my name title. But I did a song with Freckles, Lights Out. We were, like, one background had these chains, we're in a caged fence, and then we're in this room that looks like a fucking spaceship, and then Freckles is in this room that looks like a fucking, like a, uh, one of those things where you would electrocute somebody. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it makes the video more entertaining, and mm-hmm. it has to be visually eye-pleasing as yeah. well as to the ear, and yeah. like you said, so you gotta do different shit. You know, and it's just, yeah, you guess the worst thing you could do is have a boring music video. Mm-hmm. But then some of the simplest videos get more views than the, the high tech ones. So it just depends, bro. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's all flavor, whatever. It is. Oh, yeah. Whatever your flavor is. If you can match the visuals with whatever your audio flavor is, then it just compounds. Bro, because I'm trying to, we just did a video and it's more, I'm trying to get, build more of a female audience. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm tired of just a bunch of dudes. Yeah. I want some ladies, so I'm making some songs for the ladies. 
I'm dying to see how this video that we just shot comes out because it's it, we did a different twist, and I'm just I can't I'm curious to see. How. I'm a little nervous. I don't think it's going to come out as good as I wanted to, but yeah, you know, you shoot enough of them, you hit on some of them, you miss on some of them. Mm -hmm. Like rap star, bro, with academic, you got to meet Ak. Yeah, it's one of the if you want. <laughs> If you watch I Want to Be a Rap Star, bro, the video, it's so fucking cheesy, bro. Yeah. We, we got my buddy that was doing videos for me for 100 bucks. We hired some hot model. We're literally just sitting in the parking lot. We got had a bunch of stupid props for academic, pouring out what looked like lean. It's the most popular video I have, bro. More views than any of the fucking expensive videos we did. So you... Yeah, you never know what's gonna. Seems like it would make a good video. You know, it it was great, bro. Like it's funny as shit, and the song's funny too. And yeah. I think it it's just a popular song. Like mm -hmm. we we hit with that one. We did good on that one, and I'm proud of that. I'm so proud of that. But yeah, it's just you never know what's gonna hit and what ain't. And yeah. just yeah. And my buddy told me this, and I do agree with. He's like, Mike, stop trying to make hit songs. Like yeah, just make songs, and if they 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 get some traction and they become popular, let it happen on its own. Mm -hmm. So I try to, I kind of go back to trying to do that. But if there's, you're always going to want to make songs that are successful. You yeah. Know? I don't think you're ever going to be like, oh, I just want this song to be an album cut. Mm. You know what I mean? Although some songs are just album cuts. Yeah, I, I always, I always have like, in a project, I have like yeah. one, or, one or two songs that are like, these are structured like popular songs come on these are right yeah so that you know yeah so about. those are my singles and then the, single, the yeah. album cuts are the ones where i'm like i'm taking some chances here and mm. a lot of people aren't gonna like these wow. chances okay um, i like that mentality yeah because because there's wow there's certain okay. bands where i listen to the first song on the album and i'm like okay this hit song structure it's three verses three choruses a okay. bridge and it's uh -huh. a little different and then you get to the second song and it's like well, this is just one verse. Okay. It's no hook. Yeah. But it's done so well and yeah. interesting. This is my favorite track on the album. You know, oh, wild, bro. Um, and it's it's the song where it's clearly like they were taking a risk here because a lot of okay. people don't like it because it's not catchy, but it is interesting. Right. Okay. Because yeah, I was and I because I try I took a chance on Friday night, mm -hmm. and I, and I always assume you were people were paying attention to everything, and if you weren't, it's okay. But on the last song, I did a song that it's it's a it's a called the Kerosene Freestyle. Mm. There is no hook. It was just forty bars. Yeah. And I'm like, let me try it at a live show and see the reaction I get. And I did kind of notice at a live show, you need hooks. Yeah. You need people to chant with you. And I'm like, I told academic after the show, I'm like, honestly, I don't think we're gonna do that one again. Yeah. Because certain things are just meant for the album, or just meant to watch the video and have what you know. You just you like you love hip hop, right? It yeah. seems like you just want to hear dope bars. Mm -hmm. So you'll go to that artist that you know is just going to spit dope bars. Or when if you want to hear Mike Niff spit bars, you're going to watch the Kerosene Freestyle video. But it's just not meant for a live show. Yeah. But you got to try different shit to see the reactions. Yeah. That definitely. you get. You know what I mean? And also, it's hard to spit 40 bars straight mm -hmm. with no hook because a lot of the times I use the hook to catch your to breath. catch my breath. Yeah, yeah. you don't understand. So I'm like, I need the hook. So it's like, dude, doing the 40 bars and it was kind of fast paced. I'm like, I can't, I can barely do this song mm -hmm. without, without falling over, passing out. Yeah. Cause I have no breath. And like, I have, I had him put the, the little pieces of my verse in the background mm -hmm. so I could take a breath. I don't know. It just, yeah. it didn't work out. I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you listen to this CD, 
but do you have a song that stood out the most to you? Um, what is, what I song did you I believe I made it to the fifth one, just okay. finished the fifth one. That's fine. Um, I was interested in figuring out who Master Clown Shrooms oh, was. Um, okay. I, I enjoyed um, okay. the like horns in the first track. Okay. Um, and Truth About the Rap Game, that's the one where you outline your progression from like album to album right i thought that was pretty cool yeah 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 i did yeah, yeah i did i told i remember that now okay i told the story of what where yeah the, the transgression yeah yeah okay good i thought, so that, you, I thought that was well you done, like that okay yeah. cool okay see i love the feedback means the world to me and i love how you said you want to feed because i i think he mentioned being a stand-up right and yeah the he did comedy yeah he liked to he, i love stand-up like oh, I, know, oh, open mics. I, I love comedy too bro yeah. okay so you got the five that's good now i wanted to get your feedback yeah master clown shrooms was the most insane dude you ever met bro like he had this fake ass metal chain and mm-hmm. it was like a, a chain link fence type of thing it's like he's making fun of hip-hop yeah. If you, it, he doesn't really do performances anymore, but if I, I know a lot of people, I gotta keep saying I gotta send to you. But we have a video for the eight one eight, and if you Master Clown Shrooms is the coolest. He was my favorite, bro. I would go to shows literally to see him. Yeah. Because he was so outlandish, and he he had his own character. Yeah. You know, and he even says, "Let's put Jason to death." I'm, I'm Master Clown Shrooms. Let's put Jason. His name's Jason. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to kill Jason Ellsworth. And become Master Clown Shrooms. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, that video is dope as fuck, bro. Yeah, you'll like that one. Right. So, we're we're getting to um, the end of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I got to go get a new tire. Yeah, so at the end, <laughs> I always uh, ask ahead, you to shout out anybody oh. that you want people to check out. Anybody yeah, okay. Who's killing it that you're like, this guy okay. needs more recognition. Fuck, okay. Okay, I do a lot of... I, I have to give the props to the people... And I'm not taking away from anybody. I love... If you want to find out the people I'm shouting out right now, go to my Instagram. It's at the at sign, M-I-C-N-I-F-1999, Mike Niff 1999. But I'm going to take this time out to shout out my boy Lex, who's one of my best producers. I, I buy a majority of my beats from him. If you needed some dope beats, go check out Lex Esquivel. Uh... I can't spell his last name, but you you can find him. Uh, Got to shout out my boy Academic A. Mm-hmm. He's the most important person when it comes to being my closest friend. And go check out Academic A, guys. A K A D E M I C. He spells it with a K. It's Academic A. Go to Academic A Freestyle Battles. This guy will make you laugh. He'll make you. Well, he won't make you cry. He'll make you laugh, he'll make you cringe, but he's just the, the coolest motherfucker on the face of the earth. This guy wants it so bad, and he only freestyles, he doesn't write. I work with him on songs. Go check out Academic A, please, guys. He's my closest friend, and, and he's who I want to shout out, and I want to give my parents and my family and, and my friends a shout out. Uh, Urge 7, fuck with Urge 7, URG 7. He's a, he's, he's, if you want to like know a rap artist that needs to be heard that nobody's listening to, that's the guy, Urge 7. He's from, uh, he's from Compton 
and he's, he obviously has a family now, lives in a safer area, but uh, he's a dope-ass artist. I'll leave it at that, Academic A-Urge 7. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Heathens Rock. Uh, okay. They're a band called Heathens. Their Instagram's Heathens Rock. I saw them at the show last night, and they were cool. cool. All uh, right. So, Mike Niff. What's up, Mike? Thank you so much for sitting down with me and doing this. My pleasure. I really bro. appreciate it. God bless you. Everybody listening, you have a great day. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Bye.